Hey guys, it's Guru Mike Pan of the Binding Warrior Podcast. Today's your Mindset Monday episode of the week. So if it's your first time joining us, uh, this is a podcast I like to record on my way to work. <laughs> I'm a professional martial arts instructor. And I have these thoughts as I drive and um, I want to share them with you today. Now, this podcast is really designed for my students in Binding Warrior Martial Arts and my teen students in the Kickstart Kids program. Definitely look them up. I'm not going to go through the whole spiel about them. But we are, I, I'm a martial arts teacher. It's what I've been doing pretty much my entire adult life, even my teenage life. I've, I, was, I started teaching martial arts. And this podcast is designed for those of you out there who train with me, right, directly or even indirectly if you train under one of my instructors in New Jersey or, or Texas here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. This is for you. But this is also for just anybody who wants to start their week off strong and who wants to live that warrior lifestyle, that warrior mindset. And this is really what this is. I, I, want, I want my students and the students of my students to become great martial artists and great fighters and great teachers. But I also, more importantly, want them to be great people off the mat outside of the martial arts training studio. I want them to be great husbands, great fathers, great mothers, great business owners, great teachers, great uh, community leaders, wherever, whatever facet of life that they show up in, I want them to be better. And that's what this podcast is all about. So if it's your first time joining us, thank you. Um, if it's your, I don't know, 200th time, I don't know how many episodes I got, you can look it up. <laughs> I just keep recording these. I'm not even counting the episodes. But I want to thank you for sticking around if you've been around for a while, if you've been a listener. And please leave us a review on iTunes. Um, and uh, if you listen to Spotify, please share this with your friends and your uh, Instagram stories. This would be a huge help for us because uh, we want to get the word out. Right? So in today's episode, I want to talk about why all problems are spiritual problems. Why all problems are spiritual problems. And I know there's a lot of people who might listen to that or hear that, rather, um, the word spiritual, and they get offended or they get turned off right away and they want to like, leave this podcast and shut it off and trans- transition to another podcast. Hey, listen, I'm not going to blame you, okay? Like, if that's your thing, that's your thing, okay? If, this, that's not, if the word spiritual is not something that's in your uh, wheelhouse or that you don't want to be in your wheelhouse, I respect that, but I got to be me. <laughs> and uh, those I roll with in my tribe, they understand where I stand on this, but... I think it's important that I get this out there. And so again, if this is something that offends you, feel free to shut this off because I'm going to go off on some pretty important things, <laughs> some pretty significant things. But if you want to keep an open mind, I recommend that you listen. Okay. So all problems are spiritual problems. And the reason I say that is because if you notice, I didn't record last week. And the reason why is because I was in a season last week where I was experiencing a lot of personal challenges. There's a lot of things in my life. And it wasn't that I am making excuses for not recording, but I, I had to take a second. I had to take a step back to kind of assess it because I didn't want to record podcasts in a state where I really wasn't thinking straight or clearly. So I had to kind of detach a little bit. But now that I went through those things, I'm kind of still going through those things. Um, I've kind of come to this conclusion that all problems are spiritual problems, right? I don't care if it's a financial problem. I don't care if it's a health problem. I don't care if it's a relationship problem. I don't care if it's a maybe a a problem with your boss. I don't care what it is, right? Um, All problems are spiritual in nature right at the core of it. And in this episode, I'll talk about why that is as well as uh, what we can do regardless of your religion, regardless of your belief system, what we can do to strengthen our spirit. And it might be a little different than what you've heard before, right? So I want to talk about it real quick. So why are all problems? Why do I say that? Why are all problems spiritual? Why is that? Because every problem affects us on a emotional and mental level, really. And so the, uh, the soul, and I, you know, you guys can believe what you want. (laughs) But I believe all of us have a soul. We are not just flesh and bone. We are not flesh and blood. We are spiritual beings, right? We just happen to be living within flesh and bone, right? In these vessels, right? And I believe that because problems affect us emotionally and mentally, it thus affects our spirituality, 
It affects our state of being. Anything that affects my state of being, my state of uh, my, my my sense of love, my sense of peace, anything that affects that is spiritual in nature. And a lot of us get caught up in looking at problems purely from a um, a physical or maybe a uh, you know I, I would even say a secular perspective. A lot of us stick to that, and there's nothing wrong with that to some degree. I think it's good to view things objectively, right? And sometimes people don't want those spiritual filters on it. But the the deeper I get into my life and the older I get. I realize problems are spiritual. I'll give you a great example. Um, several weeks ago, uh, around the holidays, actually, I was in New Jersey with my family, and uh, you know we had a great time. The first week, the first week we were there, I think we got there maybe a day or two before Christmas Eve, and my kids and my wife were with us, and it was like the best dream ever, right? It was like the best dream come true because I was with my family, my wife was there, and she she loves my family. My kids are there; they love my grand my parents, their grandparents, and their aunts and their uncles. And they were we were just in hog heaven, man. I mean, we were really enjoying each other's company. It was the holidays; we were super positive. Things were great. And about two days after Christmas, we were supposed to be in in New Jersey for two weeks, but we were only there for one because two days after Christmas, my siblings came down with COVID. Then my parents, who are older and elderly and considered high risk, they were they tested positive for COVID, and we were living in the house right with that we were there with them with them the entire holidays and so we got tested me and my wife and my kids we got tested and we tested negative thankfully at the time and so we decided to make the hard decision to spend the extra money to fly back to texas uh to basically get out of there because you know we had we have young kids my youngest can't get vaccinated so we decided to make the hard decision to leave early and that really was a tough this difficult moment that was like a heartbreaking thing for us because we didn't want to leave and i didn't want to leave my parents in that state and so we flew back to texas and you know two or three days later long story short i tested positive my youngest tested positive and then eventually my eldest son tested positive for some reason thank god my my wife did not test positive we tested her four times and she was negative there's something in her blood man uh, but she is uh she's she's a trooper she didn't test positive thankfully but the three of us did me and my two boys we did and so fortunately we were asymptomatic but there's always that anxiety there's always that apprehension that fear that you know what's this going to mean and like i saw what my siblings were going through with it i mean you know they they see my sister especially seemed to have a rough time with it my parents had a pretty difficult time with it and so fortunately we're all fine now physically and my, me and my boys we were asymptomatic so we didn't really feel anything and we recovered just fine my boys are back at school we're fine but there's that spiritual battle because if it was purely scientific, the thoughts of my, the relationship with my parents being affected, you know, are there, is their health being affected, my siblings, I'll be honest with you, that was in my mind more so than the virus. I didn't really care about the virus as much as what was going to happen after. There's that level of uncertainty and that's what I'm talking about. It's those emotional questions. It's those psychological questions, you know, when situations like that happen, right? Starting the year off in that, in that state was challenging, right? It's a spiritual battle. It wasn't just a scientific virus. And luckily, Guru Dante Paredes and uh, Dr. Guru uh, Jan Paredes, who are my longtime students and they're our medical leaders in the group. Uh, Guru Dante is a uh, physician. Um, they were really guiding my family, so shout out to them for helping us out in that time on the scientific level. But at the end of the day, it was a real spiritual battle because we had to focus our minds and our thoughts as, and pray and make sure that we were going to end up in a place that we wanted to be. We needed to make sure that we were all safe and healthy. And that's a spiritual thing. Right, and then you look at what's going on in the world. Uh, about a week ago, uh, you guys follow, follow the news here in uh, North Texas, in Colleyville, which is about thirty to forty-five minutes away from me. It's not terribly far from where I'm at in North Texas. Um, there was a synagogue hostage situation. This guy held four people hostage in a synagogue, and he, this terrorist took him over. Unfortunately, FBI HRT came in, high, uh, hostage rescue team came in, 
uh, did the right thing. It took the, took the terrorist out. I mean, super amazing story. You guys should check it out if you haven't uh, heard it. And luckily, none of the hostages were harmed. That's a miracle in itself. But that, that's a rough thing. That's a rough thing for the community around here. And I can sense it. And a lot of people are like, it was purely logical, purely logical. Um, people, in the, especially in the faith community, would be like, oh, they're fine. <laughs> you know, look, nothing happened. But there's this healing going on, especially in the Jewish community. And I'm, I'm not Jewish, obviously, but there, I'm, I'm, a, I'm trying to be Catholic <laughs> every day, right? I try to be. Um, but if it was purely an issue of logic, right, that wouldn't be affecting people's hearts and minds now. But the truth is, it is. It is. It is affecting the people, especially in the Jewish community here. And I got a lot of friends in the Jewish community, uh, especially where I grew up in New Jersey. I, I grew up in a largely Jewish town, so I really feel for those people. So that's a spiritual thing. This feeling of empathy, this this feeling of solidarity, those things are spiritual things. And that's why I believe it's a spiritual problem. And again, 2022, you know, um, the, the, the volcano in Tonga, this massive atomic bomb-looking volcano explodes and it's all over the news and it's affecting lives even on the west coast of the united states i mean that's how devastating this volcanic eruption was and so we're and we're seeing what's going on in the ukraine right in ukraine in russia you know what's going on with that you know there's a lot of things a lot of people think that these are political issues a lot of people think these are scientific issues and i'm not saying they're not but i really believe these are spiritual issues these are spiritual problems because it's affecting people's sense of peace their ability to love, their ability to be empathetic, their ability to love thy neighbor, right? These are spiritual problems. And I think these are uh, spiritual problems that are manifesting themselves in the form of man-made disasters, like we saw in the synagogue two weeks ago, a week ago. Uh, uh, natural disasters, like the volcanic eruption in Tonga, right? And, you know, you know, health problems, such as what we saw with COVID. So we're still, still seeing with it in many places, right? So all problems are spiritual problems. And here's the thing. As long as we're walking on this planet, spiritual problems are going to keep happening, right? And they're going to show themselves again in the form of different problems in your life. It could be a financial problem, but again, even a financial issue is a spiritual problem because it affects your soul, right? It affects your peace of, being, peace of mind and your ability to love. So what do we do? We know this reality. We understand this now. And what do we do? So I, I have a few ideas, some, things, some insights that I've gotten in the last week or so. And as I move through these challenges and these things now, as I'm recording this, I'm recognizing things I'm doing to, uh, to strengthen myself. And these are some things, and they might sound familiar. Some of them might sound a little unorthodox, but I want you to kind of bear with me and keep an open mind because to do spiritual battle, you need a few things. The first thing I'm doing is sleeping. And I know people look at that like, what are you talking about? Like people expect the prayer, the meditation, the sun. No, no, that's part of it. I'll get to that. But I want to talk about sleep, the power of sleep. I have a nine-month-old who is teething. He is not sleeping very well. In fact, last night as of this recording, I want to say around midnight, that's when I woke up. I, I tried to sleep around 9.30. I got in bed at 9.30, 9.45, which is very early for me. And I wanted, I knew, <laughs> I had a sense that he was going to wake up early, in the middle of the night because he's been teething. And so he woke up at 12.13 a.m. and he's wailing and he's really crying. He, you could hear the agony in his kid because he's teething. And anyone who has had babies or has kids knows what this sounds like. He's drooling, he's crying, he's screaming. And you just got to let her ride it out, right? And my wife, you know, she held it down. And I tried to hold it down the best I could. Uh, but I'm thankful that I got an extra hour or two of sleep because had I slept at the normal time, which was around 11, 1130, I would have been running on four or five hours of sleep. And there's no way I could keep my peace of mind in that. I'm one of those guys. I really need sleep. Now, there's a really great podcast from, again, Dr. Dante, Guru Dante Paredes, uh, called Rolling Bones. If you guys look that up on Spotify or, or YouTube or, or uh, sorry, iTunes, 
you'll find this podcast called Rolling Bones. And he and his uh, physician friend, uh, James Aston, uh, I believe, they t- discuss, who's also a Bionic Warrior guy, uh, James Aston, Dr. James, shout out. Uh, they're talking about the importance of sleep in one of the earlier episodes. And it's about defragging your brain. And it, here's the thing, guys. Sleep is so essential to our peace of mind. Not just our physical health. I mean, the health, the necessity of sleep is so paramount for our physical health. Sleep can literally make or break your blood pressure, your heart rate, your, 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 the way you intake sugar, your insulin spikes. I mean, and also if you're an athlete, you're a martial artist like myself, you need to sleep because your body needs to recover. The only way you retain your skill or develop skill, your skill and your strength and your athleticism is not built in training. It's actually built after a good night's sleep, a day after or the day after or so, after you have a really hard workout, you need to sleep. I think LeBron James, his trainer, requires him to get at least nine hours. He has to get nine hours of sleep because to perform at his level, his body needs to be recovered. That's how you get strong. That's how you get good. And so one thing I'm doing, I am doing everything I can to sleep. I'm doing everything I can to get more sleep at night. I used to aim for seven hours of sleep. I'm realizing even seven hours is not adequate. If people say seven to nine hours is adequate, not for me because I got a kid. And so I'm waking up in the middle of the night. If I aim to have seven hours, again, I'm only going to really get six or five or six hours, which is not adequate, right? So I have to aim for at least eight because even if I don't get a full eight, I get at least seven and a half and that's better than, you know, six, right? So sleep is important. Now, why is it important on a spiritual level? I find that when I don't sleep, this is just me. <clears throat> when I don't sleep, I can't think straight. I have a very hard time processing information. I'm crankier. Um, I'm a lot less patient. Uh, and because of that, I'm in this brain fog. And because of that, I, I get more, um, ang- I guess, anxiety. I don't say anxiety, although that might be part of it. But I don't feel as mentally or spiritually strong when I'm not sleeping. So sleep is so essential. Right, and coffee is not a substitute. Energy drinks are not a substitute. In fact, that would make it worse. You need to sleep, aim to sleep eight hours a night. I don't care what situation you're in. And if you don't have kids, I don't know what you're doing staying up, <laughs> right? The only reason I'm not sleeping a full eight to nine hours is simply because I got my son, right? I have my boys, both of them. And so I need to wake up in the middle of the night. Even my, my eldest, he was five years old. He usually sleeps like a, like a rock. But the other day he woke up at 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> I only got four hours of sleep that night. So you need to make sure you sleep. Sleep brings you peace. Sleep brings you uh, clarity of mind when you wake up. It keeps your body healthy and a healthy body leads to a sound and healthy soul and mind. And here's the thing. In the Bible, again, I'm, I'm getting a little biblical here. So, you know, that's my background. Bear with me. But there's a passage in the Gospels where Jesus is sleeping on a boat in the middle of a storm. You got to sleep, <laughs> right? You got to sleep. If Jesus is sleeping in the middle of a storm, if the Son of God is sleeping in the middle of a storm, what are you doing up, staying up, watching Netflix until 2 in the morning? What are you doing going on Instagram, zoning out on your phone until 3 in the morning? Get some sleep. Sleep helps the soul. It, it keeps your, your mind sharp and your soul rested. And when you're in those two phases, you're able to tackle the spiritual battles. So sleep. The second thing I'm doing is, again, prayer and meditation for me those words i like they, they tend for most people to be uh dis, like distinct you have like prayer and meditation for me they're the same thing i'm just using them in those two words because i know that most people understand that uh but yeah prayer and meditation oftentimes for me they're the same thing oftentimes for me just me sitting in a church like i'm about to i'm actually on my way uh to the church by my where i work and teach martial arts during the day um i sit there i just sit there and i reflect and that in itself is both prayer and meditation 
when we're communicating to the creator, when we're communicating to God, when we're sitting there in his presence, that is prayer. We don't have to say anything. I remember there was a priest, I was telling my brother this the other day, and there was a priest one, uh, uh, that was I, <laughs> I was learning from, actually. He was one of my teachers, my professors at Seton Hall University. Uh, I was Seton Hall University grad, uh, 07, class of 07, and it's a Catholic school. We had this priest named Father Kevin Hanbury. He, he'd actually passed away almost, I wanna say eight or nine years ago. It's been a while, he's a great man. And I got to know him pretty well. Um, when I was a student and he taught a class and I can't remember the name, exact name of the class but I think it was like called like Introduction to Spirituality or Spirituality 101 or something like that and while he's a Catholic priest and while it was a Catholic university he explained to us in the very first part of the day he said even if you're not Catholic even if you're not a Christian even if you don't believe the same thing that I do you have to understand we're all spiritual all human beings operate on a spiritual uh, mode, even if they don't know it, even if they don't want to acknowledge it. We're all spiritual because all of us know what it's like to love somebody. All of us know what it's like to go through pain. All of us know what it's like to want to help. And that is spirituality. That's God calling us to him. That's spirituality. I thought that was so powerful, right? And Father Kevin, I remember, I, you know, he mentioned something like along the lines of, you know, when you're praying, why are you the one talking the whole time? Which is something to that effect, right? Like, why aren't you just reflecting? You know? Why don't you just listen? And he's not the first priest who's told me this, right? I had another priest at that university, Father uh, Doug Malevsky, uh, who was one of my mentors and uh, at the time. And he said the same thing. It's like, why are you, as this human being, when you're in the church or you're praying in your house, wherever you're at, why are you one, the one doing all the talking? Why don't you shut up and let God do the talking? And I think that's what prayer is. And a lot of times we get caught up in trying to say the prayer the right way or memorizing rote scripture and all these things. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that if that's your thing. But I'm coming to a point in my life where I want to be authentic, right? I want to be reflective. And me just being in the presence of God, whether that be in a church parish or in, you know, when I'm walking around a lake. I mean, that's where I'm at in my life. You have to have that time because if you're constantly thinking and you're getting in your own head, but you don't tend to listen you're going to lose the message. So you got to listen. Prayer, meditate, 15 minutes a day, no phones, no distractions, nothing. Get in there, get into your church, that's your thing, and just sit in silence and focus your mind on righteous things, good things, right? And that would be the second thing I would do. And the third thing, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, would not even think of this, but I'm going to try to eat right and exercise more. I'll be honest with you, my diet's been slipping a little bit. Um, I've been a little more lax about it. I need to make sure that I'm eating right. I need to make sure I'm fasting, getting back to the intermittent fasting, because that also tempers the soul. Every religious belief system on the planet has three things in common, right? They tend to have a moral code, moral structure, right? They tend to um, embrace prayer, some form of it, right? Practice connecting to the creator. And also fasting, and I found this very fascinating. I have yet to meet a person, regardless of religion. I've met Hindus with this. I've met Muslims with this. I've met Jewish people, Christians, Catholics, you know, who all, Buddhists, who fast, right? They're fasting. It's a common denominator between all religions, right? All belief systems. Why? Why is that? Because it works. So fasting is part of that, you know? Um, Intermittent fasting is helpful. That's what I try to do. Uh, But, you know, fasting in general. You know, are you fasting? right? Uh, but also eating right, exercising, strengthening your body, right? And a lot of people don't understand how that fits into the spirit, but reality, nothing is neutral to the soul. I think Father Mike Schmitz said that. Uh, you guys look, should look him up, even if you're not a Catholic, even if you're not a Christian, you'd love this guy. Um, nothing is neutral to the soul. So if I temper my body through working out and fasting and eating properly, 
my soul can function. It can fight those spiritual battles. You can't fight a spiritual battle if you're not sleeping and rested. And you can't fight a spiritual battle if your body is in pain or discomfort and not healthy. A strong body leads to a stronger soul, right? So exercise, uh, preferably something difficult, right? Eat right, right? Eat healthier. And I'm talking to myself. I got to get on that, right? Um, by doing that, you temper your soul. You, you strengthen your soul. Okay, guys, so all problems are spiritual problems, right? The only thing that we can do is recognize that one, we must, be, we must have proper sleep, taking care of our minds and our bodies to do that. We need to make sure we pray and meditate. We need to make sure that we exercise and develop our bodies. And also, I'll add this one, this thing's popping in my head. Okay, this fourth thing. Surround yourself with people, the right people who are on the right mindset and the right track as you. You don't want people detracting. Like if I'm trying to focus on, you know, good health, I can't be around a bunch of people shoving, you know, beer and potato chips down their throat every day. I I hate to say that. It sounds very judgmental, but it's the truth. I need to surround myself with individuals in my life who want the same things I do, right? Finding your tribe, finding your your unit, finding your, your group of people. Some people call it finding your gang, whatever you want to call it. Find people on the same mental track as you because if you can find people like that if you're facing a health issue you need to surround yourself with people who are focused on you getting better not people who are scared of you getting more sick right that's important um if you are trying to you know if you're experiencing a financial battle you can't be around a bunch of people focused on their debt you need to be surrounded by like people like-minded people if you want to get to that spiritual state of being right you need to right guys so i hope this podcast inspired you take care god bless and be the hero in your life